reasons why the West was wild. No one's fool enough to go in after Murphy's people. Emilio Estevez. I'm in. Deputize them. Keeper Sutherland. You must like trouble. Trouble? You think I look like trouble? I'm a poet. McSween, those are just boys. Ain't one of them over 21. Murphy's men will shred them in half within a day. Casey Shimashko. I'm a pugilist. Court adjourned. Dermot Mulroney. He ain't all there, is he? Lou Diamond Phillips. My vision told me we're headed for blood. Charlie Sheen. We got warrants for the law! You were supposed to serve 11 warrants and expose the ring. Instead, you went out and you went on the warpath. The governor's revoked your deputization powers. You're now wanted by the legitimate law as well as those outside the law. You're being hunted by troops. I like these odds. <laughs> Young Guns. Sunday morning, I am sipping on a Mountain Dew Spark Zero Sugar Dew. It is decent, and this is Check the Vending Machines, a weekly pop culture podcast for two best friends talking about pop culture stuff. I'm Jason, that's Zach. What's going on, man? Uh, You know, man, not too much. Just, uh, uh, you know, getting out of the rain. It's still a cold. I don't know. It rained Fuck it. I don't know if it did down near you, but Friday was like torrential downpour. Like uh, a coworker wanted to go out, and I like took one look outside, and I was like, "Nah, not doing that." It rained a little bit, but nothing like that. Oh yeah, we had like severe storms. Like it was bad, um, especially no. like later on in the night. But um, I honestly wish it did. Yeah, it rained just like for like thirty minutes, and then it stopped. Oh man! But then again, no. Florida just rains all the time. So. Yeah, well, for us, and th- that's the weird thing for me is because, yeah, I just moved from Florida, and I feel like this year in North Carolina, we've been having, like, Florida weather, especially in Charlotte. Like, we've been getting rain, like, once a week, sometimes twice a week. Like, it's been yeah. ridiculous. It's like our meteorologist comes in the meeting every day, and he's like, we got more rain. I got people messaging me telling me that they're sick of the rain, and I'm like, what can I do? I'm just a meteorologist. Yeah, you're not even a scientist. No, you went. You got a certification of looking at a board. <laughs> you got data. You got data. You can sift through and stuff. I, 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 I speaking. This is goes back to our usual like news business mm-hmm. chatting every now and then. Yeah, I remember we hired a new when I was still working. We hired a um, like we like I had a say in it. Like <laughs> uh, the station hired a. a, a a fresh person out of college mm-hmm. and like she was like young and had no experience but she was going to be um wanted to be a meteorologist but they put her to do you know mmj stuff first mm. but then they, they would have her do weather on the weekends but she wasn't a certified uh meteorologist all yet oh, so, so they called her a forecaster what, whatever they decided to call yeah. her yeah but like still like pretty sure when you don't have the meteorology degree they have to call you a forecaster 
Whatever they, they called her, I just remember being like, so you look at the radar that the the chief meteorologist just gives you, yeah, or they, they tell you how to look at it, and then you go on TV and just talk about it. Yeah. And she was like, yeah. I go, well, I could do that. I mean, shit. <laughs> I, could do, I could do all of that. You know, somebody hand me shit and just say yeah, what he says. I could do all of that. You know what I mean? Like, that ain't that hard, bro. No. No, I mean, like, you know, once you get, like, higher up to, like, being the chief and, like, having to, like, actually look at the data and stuff like that, I'm assuming it takes a little bit more work to get through. But, yeah, just, like... I had... So, I thought I had... I thought I had respect for meteorologists. Mm. I was like, oh, man, this is, like... Obviously, part of the job is just being on camera. Right. That's obviously a skill set. Fine. Mm -hmm. But the science part, quote-unquote, the science part, is it's all given to you. Because I did a live shot at like the Net- Charleston actual like weather center mm-hmm. with like actual like meteorologists, like yeah. actual scientists, and I was like, "Oh, this this is the complete. This is like the re- this is the this is the day after tomorrow." People, yeah, the people that I work with are fucking like pro wrestlers. Like they're like the pro wrestler versions of these motherfuckers. Yeah, I mean, well, most of the data comes from, like, the Doppler stations and all that kind comes of stuff. Comes from the fucking people that I was with. Yeah. <laughs> comes from the scientists that I was with who were actually yeah. doing all the fucking shit. Um, I have a question for you, Zach. Not related to the pod, not related to the episode at all. Hmm. All right. Lay it on me. Uh, because you um, – we've talked about this before, but it's it's, it's podcast lore mm-hmm. that you um, you were in theater in high school. It's true. Yes, it was. You weren't like on stage, or did you try to do that? No, I was back. I was uh, the um, tech and stuff, right? Yeah, tech stuff. Um, I ended up having to be a backup for somebody one time. I don't know why. I can't remember the reason why, but I ended up being like in a play. Yeah, in high school. Did you do all four years or just one year? Oh, theater? Uh, It was the last two years, junior and senior year. Because it was like theater tech, and then there was like theater tech two or something like that. I don't know. So like you, that. when we were in, we you weren't in news, you weren't in newspaper with me, were you? Or were no, you? I was in yearbook. So you and I were in yearbook together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you were in yearbook your junior year, and then you were also at the same time you were in theater. Yes, I was in. Yeah, yeah I was in yearbook junior and senior year. Okay. Yeah, Man, you just chose the fucking. You just chose to be that guy from every teenage TV show. Oh, uh, yeah, I was that guy. Oh. My question, my question is this: because you know, my my wife, my wife, <laughs> was a theater person all through high school, and she did. I think she, okay. all, I believe she did all four years, and the, the whole shebang. Like she was super into yeah. it, and like I, we talked before, you and I, where I like I was never a theater person. I right. didn't have nothing against it. I just never cared. And mm-hmm. as time has gone on, I've become like really like into musicals. Yes. You know, and like I've we we wa- started off watching the Hamilton. Hamilton was the big one. Yeah. So kicked off Hamilton. We then I watched like Grease because I've never oh, seen yeah. Grease before. I've only seen clips of Grease. I love Grease. But I didn't even watch Grease the movie first. I saw Grease the Vanessa Hudgens live TV one from like five years ago. Oh, I never watched that one, but. We watched that. I dug it, and then you know we watched the movie a little bit later. Then I watched like you know Hairspray, and then yeah. and then my favorite thing to do in years ago was to 
watch vocal covers of metal bands. It'd be people like in their room, like doing covers of like you know, mm-hmm. Dying Fetus or whatever band that was. Cool. <laughs> like, it was always like most of the time complete shit. Yeah, which is why it's funny. Or like even like you know, guitar covers. Usually, if you cover a song guitar, you're decent guitar. But yeah. vocals, especially like when we were in high school, where like these like emo bands were popular. Like it was just like terrible covers. Oh, this is the Wild West, so, baby. No rules. Everybody just doing their own thing. Right, and they were almost always trash. Oh yeah. Um. And that on my brain automatically went to when I started getting into musicals. Like, oh, dude, high schools for sure film these things. Oh, for sure they do. Yes. So I started going on my favorite pastime. If I was bored, it's just oh like God, you look up other people's high school musicals. High school theater, like Clue. I'll be like Clue high school theater performance, Ooh. and like Clue would be I, fun. I see some. I, I was watching one like a few months ago. I saw one. I watched I watched probably forty five minutes of it because it was really like really good mm-hmm. like it was like pristine like these kids are like either at, it must be at an art school or something because they were like probably at art school yeah the sets were good the fucking acting was good everything was fantastic yeah and then I'll back out and go to the very next clip on YouTube and it's like the fucking most atrocious thing <laughs> of all time. and it's my favorite thing to do oh but my gosh I learned that Beetlejuice has yeah Beetlejuice has a musical and like i haven't watched it but i've been wanting to watch it because i wanted to i'm being wanting to know if it's actually any good or not so everything i see on on theater tube Mm -hmm. says it's 10 out of 10 and i've been like dying to see it because it's coming down to orlando but but then i was like looking last week i was like oh dude it's in greenville right now like this weekend it's in greenville oh shit it's coming down to Charlotte and it's coming down to Durham. Hell yeah. I was like, I, I was telling my wife, I was like, hey, guy, hey, wife, let's just fucking, let's just drive up to Greenville right now. <laughs> you know? We'll get, <laughs> but, all up to Greenville for Beetlejuice the Musical. Right? Because we saw Hamilton. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. But have you seen, this is, this is a roundabout way to, to background my musical stuff to actually ask you the question. Okay. You know who Android, Andrew Lloyd Webber is, right? Yeah. Like the most like famous guy that did, did like you know Phantom of the Opera all this stuff. Mm-hmm. He's a legend. Yes. Like Spielberg or some shit for a musical. Yeah. Basically, yeah, he's like the Spielberg of the musical he, world. He does something and he was giving the money. Yeah. Have you seen Bad Cinderella? No, I've never heard of that. Dude. Is it like Into the Woods where it's like fucked up fairy tales? I I I think so, but it's like modern, like hip. And then mm-hmm. they did like the it was a West End thing first, and I think it got like really shitty reviews. And they mm-hmm. brought it to America, they brought it to Broadway, and they changed the name from just Cinderella, Andrew Lee Weber's Cinderella, to Bad Cinderella. Okay. And they had like the press junket outside the whatever theater it is to do, yeah. Hero Theater, whatever the fuck it's called, to do the, the whatever. And they had the actress come out there and be like, I'm not your Cinderella, <laughs> I'm your bad Cinderella. And then she. Spray paints the word bad over Cinderella. God, isn't that like the freaking Disney channel, the the Cruella shit, where she fucking like spray paints Cruella on shit? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And it's, I I implore you to look it up after the pot or whatever, because it's. That's Cinderella. Oh my God. It is amazingly bad. I've never heard of that. It's amazing. No, I thought it was going to be more like End of the Woods. You know, End of the Woods, right? I haven't seen it, but I remember you talked about it. Oh shit, dude. End of the Woods is like. 
I love Into the Woods. Uh, specifically, I like watching, like, especially on YouTube, there's a bunch of different, like, Broadway performances of it. Yeah. Uh, more so than the movie. Like, there's one specific part I like in the movie, just because it's really funny, which is the Prince song, which is, like, them, like, being fucking egotistical, chauvinistic assholes and, like, trying to, like, one-up yeah, each other the whole time, which is really funny. You did the, you talked about the movie on the podcast or something mm-hmm. like that. And I remember specifically being like, I would never watch that movie because James Corden's in it. Yeah, he's probably the worst part of the movie. Um, because everybody else in it is great. I mean, Meryl Streep, whenever she's in a musical, she does great. Yeah. Um, you got Emily Blunt in there. You have Chris Pine. I can't remember who the other prince is. But it's like pretty, it's a pretty good cast. Yeah. Except for James Corden. James Corden. Yeah, that, that's it. That's why I want you to check out Bad Cinderella. I will, man. I'll check that out. That sounds interesting for sure. But yeah, I, I, like I said, man, I've been. So it's like Cinderella from the streets, something like that. Just spray paint stuff. So, I mean, the spray paint makes me feel like that. Like chains, hmm. I think. Yeah. All right. Like punk Cinderella. It, they're like they're trying to go. It looked like they were trying to go that route, but it definitely wasn't necessarily. Wasn't yeah. landing, but there I think was probably the parse part of the aesthetic. Yeah, but uh, this is a pop culture podcast. Musicals are pop culture, man. They are, man. Part of the podcast. If you want to see some reviews coming up about Grease two, we're going to talk Ooh, about baby. You want to hear about me? bowling, baby? Bowl, yeah, baby, bowl. You want to hear me talk about cats? Um, I got all the thoughts on. The cats. I have yet to ever do anything with cats. I remember. Not to keep harping on musicals, but I never watched like Cats or like Cats at all. But there's this one guy. Oh my god, what's his name? There's this one YouTuber I watch. He hasn't done anything in a while, but for like a year or two ago, he did like a bunch of. Hold on, why? I think it's like why the Cats musicals like worse than you think or something like that. Why Cats music is worse than? Oh, there. He go. Uh, he's sideways. So he did a bunch of like breakdowns of like popular Hollywood like versions of musicals and stuff like that. So he did like Cats. He talked about um, he talked about Les Mis and how much he fucking hates that movie um, for the way that uh, oh god, what's his face? The guy who directed it. He like hates the way he directs stuff. Like his whole everybody's like singing into the camera and he's like like. Press wise, like that sounds impressive, but actually hearing it and like, you know, he talks about how for Anne Hathaway's scene in Les Mis, like for her singing like that, he was like shocked that her throat didn't give out because the like all the shit that he like made her do on camera. And they were like, I think they were also like filming it and it was like 40 degrees or below or something like that. And she's like, you know, she's like in like street clothes because she's like supposed to be this homeless prostitute. And so. It was just, like, really, like, bad conditions for, like, treating, like, voice talent, especially, like, for a song or something like that. He, like, breaks all this down. But he, yeah. he broke down Cats, too, and how much of a piece of shit the Hollywood movie was. Or the remake yeah, or whatever. I look bad. All I know about Cats is that being a kid and you stay up too late, yeah. inevitably you get the Cats infomercial. Oh, God, with that, like, DVD box set of Cats or some shit. Or it's, like, the VHS set or something whatever like they did, where it was, like... Of the broad of the hit Broadway yeah, performance for yeah. the first time ever in one set, you get cats, to, yeah. whatever. And like you just like see, it's like shitty 480p VHS quality. 
yeah. production of Cats on a Stage. And, you, and I remember being a kid being like, who the fuck would pay money to watch this bullshit? I don't even get how people paid money to watch it in the first place. Because the more I hear about Cats, like the whole theming of the musical and everything, like it doesn't seem that fun. Yeah. Like, it's all about like, oh, cats are trying to get to the afterlife. I'm like. Is that what it is? That's basically what it is. From what I remember hearing about the summary is like the whole plot of the movie is that there's this one cat that's about to die, which is like the old woman cat or whatever the fuck her name was. But it's all these people like vying to like, I think the way that it works is that like, there's only one per, there's only one cat in like this group or whatever that can like be reincarnated. So it's all of them like, vying through song of why they should be the cat that gets reincarnated or some shit like that. Mm. It has that it has to do with like all the cats are like dying. I don't gotcha. know. It, well, I I heard it and I was like this is not this ain't cool. it, chief. That sounds lame. Yeah. That sounds like why would anyone pay money to watch cats? I have no idea. I don't even know why it had the prestige in, in the first place. I guess just cuz it was a an Andrew Lloyd Webber hit. Production. And so that kind of like, I think that came out around like the height of his popularity. So people were just like, well, he did it. So we have to love it. Yeah. I also think that like maybe like theater people, like proper, like rich New York. Yeah. People who go to Broadway like every week. Yeah. Yeah. Broadway people are like West End people. Like there's just like you're more willing to like, I don't know, like take something. Yeah. Like it's even though it's stupid, I guess it's based on a book. I guess is it? Oh, I don't Let's know. See, what year did this did the play come out? Um, I'm going to the Google Wikipedia. The play came out in the '90s, I think. Okay, let's like see. early '90s, I think. Maybe late uh, '80s. One of the two. Eighty-one. Okay. Well, I was wrong. And then, Jesus Christ Superstars, 1970. Yeah. Um, which I've never seen. Wizard of Oz. I haven't seen that either. Fan of the Opera's only... I thought Fan of the Opera was, like, old as shit. I oh, thought so it was, too. Okay. It feels old as shit for a musical. Like, it has a very old style to it. Apparently it's based on a novel from 1910. So maybe that's why I thought it was really old. Yeah. I don't know. But why would I pay... Why would anyone want to pay money to watch... Uh, anthropomorphic cats sing instead they can just pay money to watch anthropomorphic anthropomorphic turtles rap hell yeah dude hell yeah that's what i pay money for. or a man with spider powers uh sing to you about the green goblin or some shit did you not see um did you see the tmnt mutant mayhem cast list i think i actually just saw it pop up on facebook because like jackie chan is supposed to be splinter right yeah, he's Warner. Is this a musical or what is this? No, it's just a new, just a new movie. Just a new series. Movie, yeah. John Cena as Rocksteady, huh? An animated movie. And a what? Mm, animated movie. Oh, this is based off the actual, the new line of comics. Okay. I mean, I so this cast list is pretty good. Yeah, Burris. Paul Rudd. I'm excited for Paul Rudd as, as Gecko. That's yeah. Paul Rudd as the Gecko's too. I'm down for I'm honestly down for Ice Cube as Superfly. That sounds pretty funny. Yeah, I'm cool with most of the cast list. 
I don't know who this. I don't know who uh, this person who's playing April O'Neil is, but uh, she'll be fine, I guess. I don't, know. I don't know what else she's been in. She don't look like she's been in anything. I don't know. I'm, I'm happy. Who's playing the turtles? That's the real question. It's just a bunch. Of, it's like four kids. No. Oh. So I, I am fine. I'd rather have four kids than four like famous dudes. Yeah. You don't want whatever the famous voice actors who did them for the TMNT Michael Bay movie. Well, not Michael Bay, but Michael Bay produced movies. Yeah, I don't care about any of those people. Yeah. I'm happy just to have four actual children. Yeah. Um, four teenagers, hey. man. This is a podcast, and today we're talking about a movie. Also dealing with some youngins, some young kids. Young some, ones. Some young guns, you know? Also uh, a star-studded cast. It's pretty rocking cast. And I, I want to preface this before we t- start talking about the movie. Yeah. Um, is that I have memories of watching this movie a lot. Huh. I have memories okay. of this movie. In my nostalgia brain. This is my first time watching this movie. I've never seen okay. it before. I have hard, like, real memories of watching this movie a ton. It was always on TV, and I have VHS, mm-hmm. you know, bootleg of it or something. I just watched it a ton. Yeah. And I, can, I, I started watching this movie, and I thought, shit, did I watch this movie, or did I watch Young Guns 2? I couldn't remember. There's Young my, Guns 2? Yeah, as a sequel. Because in my mind, I remembered this movie explicitly, and then I started watching the movie. I was like, "Oh, I don't remember any of this." <laughs> I watch Young Guns too. This is the plot. Yeah, and I also want to add that to that real quick. Uh-huh. I, in my brain, from a children' memory, I thought that I loved this movie. Yeah, and then I finished this movie, and I was like, "Oh no, I." Fucking hate Young Guns, dude. Oh shit! I I'll be honest. I really wasn't a fan of this movie that much either. Either, um, I think it's mostly because of Billy the Kid in yeah. this movie. Not Emilio Estevez because he's fucking amazing. Um, but the way that they wrote Billy the Kid, he's really fucking annoying as a yeah. character. Uh, and also, I feel bad for all the guys in the group because he just keeps getting them into more and more dumb fucking shit for no reason whatsoever. Absolutely. Just because he's insane. Yeah. And like, and maybe that's that's probably – I saw a clip somewhere or a, a line that mm-hmm. said a very accurate telling of, the char- of him as a character. I don't know because I remember listening to the last podcast on the left about Billy the Kid. And I don't – remember anything like this being in there the, the number one thing on on um wikipedia says that historian paul hutton called young guns the most historic historical accurate version of billy the kid as of june 1990 now that's well, also- that's, that's been a long time since june 1990 well i know um it doesn't go over this early part but there was that movie that came out a couple years ago that had mm-hmm. Uh, Ethan Hawke and who else was in it? That was also a Billy the Kid movie, which I really, really like that movie a lot. Yeah, because Ethan Hawke was Pat Garrett. Um, I can't remember who played Billy the Kid. Um, the one dude, Dane DeHaan. The kid movie. Oh, the kid. That's what it was called. Is that uh, the kid? Dane DeHaan. Yeah, yeah, Dane DeHaan. Yeah, and then Vincent D'Onofrio was the sheriff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember this. 
Because Chris Pratt was a real fucking piece of shit in this movie. He was like the fucking abuser. All right. Uh, outlaw guy in the bar. Uh, Young Guns, though, 1988, uh, directed by Christopher Kane. Yeah. So I don't know at all what he's done. Let's see what he's done. I don't know. Christopher Kane has done um, The Next Karate Kid, which I, as a kid, I loved. Okay. And that's all that I know, personally. I don't recognize any of these other movies. But Next Karate Kid, was a, I was a big fan as a kid of that movie. A lot of these other movies look like real B-tier stuff. Maybe C-tier. You know what? That's a fine career. Yeah. But Wait. Gun, oh. I remember this movie. He did The Amazing Panda? I remember I The Amazing know. Panda Adventure. I never heard of that one. I used to see that shit pop up on fucking like I feel like it was one of the it was in one of the previews for like one of the DVDs that I always used to watch as a kid. Okay. I think it was like a Disney movie. The Where writer, was it? For? The writer wrote The Highwaymen, which we, we reviewed. Okay. And Highwaymen was good stuff. He also wrote Hidalgo. I never watched Hidalgo. Neither did I. That's about um, the boat. that's about the horse, right? Yeah, no, Hidalgo's about just isn't it just about Hidalgo is the horse. I don't remember. I thought Hidalgo was about like the Sahara Desert or some shit. Uh Ocean of Fire. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think it's like Indiana Jonesy, I thought. Just it looks very that. Indiana Jonesy. It's fucking Vigo Mortensen. I feel like I want to watch that movie. I love Vigo. Oh. Well, Young Guns, 1988, uh, yes. cast, Emilio Estevez, Kiefer Sutherland, Lou Diamond Phillips, Charlie Sheen, and two people we don't care about. Yeah. Now, I mean, basically, as far as the group is concerned, it's really Lou Diamond Phillips, Kiefer Sutherland, Emilio Estevez, and Charlie Sheen, Charlie who Sheen. then proceeds to get killed in the first hour of the movie. But Yeah. Um, so, big cast, big 80s guys. Mm-hmm. Big 80s dudes. Obviously, These are Lou all Diamond. pretty huge 80s stars. Yeah, obviously, Lou Diamond is the lesser of the other people he's still got longmire man he's got longmire well that's also 30 years later well that's true uh, and his big claim to fame is la bamba yeah his big he has two big claims to fame in my house my family mm-hmm. house. my lou diamond was a big was big in my family yeah for uh one la bamba because it's just a good movie yeah right? i'm pretty sure it's called la bamba am i saying I'm pretty right? sure it is two he's also filipino so uh, I find it always funny that he is Filipino and they always make him play Native Americans. Well, he definitely compl- he has this visual appearance. Yeah, I mean, he does look Native American, yeah. It's because he's half Filipino, so he's like, he never plays white, but he also never plays Asian. Yeah. Um, and, like, I knew from a young age that he was part of Filipino. Mm-hmm. I remember being like, my dad's like, you know the guy right there? He's like, you. I was like, like, you. like, what do you mean? He's like, because please, Lou Diamond Phillips, white dad, military, Filipino mom. Boom. There we go. Damn. Copy that. Same thing. All um, right. This movie, though. Yeah. <sighs> man, what a stinker, bro. It's rough, man. It's real rough. I, and I, as someone who, like, grew up watching John Wayne mm-hmm. and loved watching Westerns, even shit Westerns, TV Westerns. It definitely has the feel of an older Western, but, like, not as enjoyable for some reason. Like, I remember we watched – oh, shit, what was it? The Peckinpah movie? The what? The Peckinpah movie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, what was that called? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. 
wasn't like Dirty Rotten. No, what was it? Ah, okay. shit. I can't remember. I don't have time to go through our archives, but... Yeah. Um, like, it has the feel of an old Western, but I don't know why. It's just not... There's just something, like, missing a little bit. I think it's also that it starts off really weird that you have this, like, English old man who's, like, taking in all these, like, young boys. Yeah. And, like, there's that one moment, I think, when they first, like, confront him, and they, like, talk about the fact that he's, like, possibly fucking the kids. And I was like, I mean, it's really weird, man. You got, like, eight kids under one roof for one old man. Making them, like, do your chores and getting them all sweaty. I don't know. It's a little weird. And also, like, just the pacing of the first first part of the movie, to me, is so quick between oh, yeah. the Billy the Kid getting there mm-hmm. and then the adopted <clears throat> dad dies mm-hmm. so fast. And then that sets them all on this whole, like, revenge mission over the course of the movie. But, like, yeah. the pacing was just so quick. And then, like, everything about... I, I want to say this as a as a fucking Kiefer, as a Kiefer guy. I mean, I, I love, love Kiefer. Him. I really don't feel him in this movie. I don't either, and I love Kiefer, bro. Yeah, I love I love him in Renegade, which is him and Lou Diamond Phillips. I'm like pretty yeah. sure I love that movie. Lost obviously, Boys, baby, fucking kills it. Lost Boys, just eat your eat your worms or whatever the fuck. I love it. Twenty four kills it. Twenty four. Grew up watching that show, man. We watched the show on repeat. Love, yeah. it. love Kiefer. I, I just he's I so know, kind man. of boring in this movie, and, and then Charlie Sheen's kind of boring. I think their care. I think the problem is that their characters are written boring because everybody else, outside of Billy the Kid, is like kind of normal. Like Kiefer obviously just wants to like fucking boink his China girl, and like that's all he wants. Yeah. And even, like, tries to leave. And I don't know why she doesn't leave with him, but she's a weirdo. Um, And then Charlie Sheen is, like, obviously trying to be, like, a good guy and, like, trying to do the right thing. But the problem is that you have Billy the Kid in your group who just keeps, like, unnecessarily fucking everything up. Yeah. Like, not even, like... And I feel bad because then I think... There's that one moment in the end shootout at the end of the movie where, like, one of the other guys, whose name I can't remember, the one who got married to the fucking Mexican girl, is, like, crying, breaking down as, like, a 20-year-old kid who is, like, knows he's about to get fucking shot and die. And Billy, the kid's like, you better fucking get the fucking panties out of your ass and fucking start shooting. And I'm like, I don't know. It feels weird that, like, he refuses to, like, see the situation that they're in and then he shoots what's his face the fucking creeper man and then that's it then he like goes back to normal and he like calms down he's like that's all i wanted now i'm calm now yeah and even like and and that could go back to the whole idea of billy the kid being like um you know i mean he is like a and as far as his history goes like he's an insane person weirdo psychopath kind of guy which is fine but in the in the film, they're trying to play them like okay. Do you remember that movie uh, Four Brothers? I do. Andre three thousand and like yeah. was it Mark Wahlberg or something? Was it Paul Walker in that movie? Not Paul Walker. I'm thinking of a different one then. Yeah, I think it's Mark Wahlberg. I was thinking of I one that's like. I thought there was a movie where it was like there was like a group of black people that are like, you know, like blood brothers shit. 
and just Paul Walker's there for some reason. Maybe it is Paul Walker. I've, I haven't seen him forever. I, I don't know. I don't remember it with. Oh, it, is Paul, it is Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg, right? Yeah. So I remember it being like, it's like old white lady adopts a bunch of shit kids and then they like, yeah. she gets killed and then they're like, we're going to find out who killed her. Which is a classic story. And this movie is kind of like that where like they have this stuff. And obviously maybe it's based on her life, whatever. Right. The point being like, they're, they're, the goal of the movie, to me, it seemed like this injustice was done to the regulators. Right. And obviously Billy is who Billy the Kid is. We all know who that is through history. Yeah. But then also, like, they're trying to play them as heroes, but then they're very much... I was going to say, they try to act like they're... Well, I don't know if they really... They kind of do it first, but... Billy's never really played as a hero, because he does the most, like, despicable shit, honestly. Yeah. He absolutely he's does. always kind of like like doing sneak attacks, and he's like, I mean, the first guy, I mean, they're supposed to be what is it? They send him out to like the fucking shack in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. they're supposed to be serving warrants to these people that are suspected of killing their adopted father. Yeah, and so then he goes in to like scope things out, but instead of serving the warrant, which I thought what he was going to do was like. He goes in there. Obviously, you don't want to serve a warrant in a shack full of people that are like probably going to kill you as soon as you they see the piece of paper. So he goes to the outhouse because he hears that the guy's got to take a leak. And I was like, okay, I get it. You'll serve the warrant in the bathroom when nobody else is around. Take him into custody. You're good. And then he just puts his gun in his dick and shoots him. And I'm like, yeah. it's not how I thought this was going to end. No, and also like I can see how that would be a cool scene, but to me the the action of it, the actual action shootout parts. Yeah. It gets lost in this thing where a lot of Westerns and shootouts in general can have this problem of a lot, a lot of scenes of just people firing guns in a direction. Yeah. Which that's what a lot of this movie is. A lot of this movie is just that, which you could, you have those moments, but then you have to interplace them with cooler impact moments which this movie does have a couple like there's a scene that I mean, the scene yeah. where billy shoots the guy in the head from really really far away yeah um, which is a really yeah, he's like in the fucking what was it he's like in the house and he's like some blah 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 is with you and then he shoots him in the head he's like he ain't with you no more well not, not, not even that part but the part where like they use the gatling gun the guy mm-hmm. and then billy just happens to ride the horse <laughs> Oh, well, like, yeah, that's the end of the movie, and then he shoots yeah. fucking what's-his-face, yeah, and in the he head. Puts his gun, he, like, stabilizes his pistol, which is, yeah, yeah a very far shot. Hits him dead center in the head. Yeah. It's like, that. even that sequence, which which is kind of cool. I like the ending of the house when they, like, all sneak out and, like, fucking shit that they're throwing out of the house. I was like, okay, I get it. That's kind of cool. I think Billy definitely should have been like the way that they shot that. I was like, "There's no way Billy's not dead." Yeah, there's no fucking way. But even just the way that that fight is actually choreographed and like shot, yeah, I just like there's so many things that could have been done cooler to me in the movie. Yeah, um, and maybe it fits in with the era of westerns. I don't, I don't have enough knowledge to know that, but mm-hmm. I was just watching it and having my hopes be really high having because they were so high growing up I, mm-hmm. I just have to, again i don't know if it was this movie or the sequel that i was so in love with but i was so in love with these movies 
and then rewatching it through a 30 year old eyes and having having experienced way more westerns now yeah um across the board whether that's old old tv western shows like you know like the rifleman or mm. something even the peck and paw stuff or like the specialist or whatever it is yeah and, or sabata and then i see this movie and i go oh this is just this is a piss poor quality western movie yeah with cool people that could have been really well done and it, it kind of shocked me because i thought the dialogue was rough and mm-hmm. bad i thought emilio estevez who's good in everything i thought just the dialogue that he had was just so yeah i mean i think he is good in everything and i think that's why i was felt kind of disappointed because it felt like well felt like everybody was kind of like underutilized yeah i don't know and the, the relationships I, I, I was like okay cool we're gonna build on the relationships that they had whether it's realistic or not for history where we start the dinner the dinner table mm-hmm. and that that scene's great though. I I enjoy that scene where they're at the yeah. table and then the one character who is like bashing on Billy and mm-hmm. he's like, "So what you kill the guy for?" And then Billy's like, "For for messing with me." Yeah, I think that's that's that was awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Really cool scene. It could be like Ninja Turtles where we have camaraderie, built some camaraderie, camaraderie, whatever. Yeah. But then that, from then on, it's really just like I don't really have a connection to any of the characters at all. Yeah, and Billy doesn't really have, and this could be realistic. I don't know. Has no. It's a surface level reasons to do everything, which mm-hmm. again goes back to the point. Maybe that's that could be just how he got he was as a, as a human being. But as a film, I'm not like tied into his mission, like because because I don't right. care about the guy who adopted him because he died so quickly. Mm-hmm. So I don't really care about this. Because the characters that we should care about, who have been there for a long time, Kiefer's character and yeah. Blue Diamond's character and Charlie Sheen's character, like they didn't even really care after their dad got killed. No, well, that was the thing that was weird is that Billy seemed the most invested in like the getting revenge aspect, yeah, of this story. But he's the one that had yeah, like the least amount of time. Like everybody else seemed like they were kind of over and done with it. Like once Charlie Sheen got killed, it seemed like all of them were kind of like over the whole thing. Yeah, they all Keith Sutherland like visits the Chinese girl, and he's like, "Look, I want to fucking leave. I hate Billy the Kid. He's a fucking asshole. He's fucking trying to get me killed. Yeah, like, I don't even care about my adopted father anymore. Like, I just want to be gone. Like, and then they run away. They separate. Like, it's just kind of like yeah. And there's like the Avengers Assemble moment where Billy the Kid's like regulators, and it's like, I, am, I supposed, am I supposed to feel like I'm like it was a a moment here because i don't yeah really, i don't know like, it, it feels almost like everyone like, to have that moment when it you've shown so much throughout this movie that they all fucking hate billy the kid yeah it just it's so half-baked throughout the movie yeah and as i keep saying maybe that's the point you know, know. Like, like maybe that's the point that like that there there he had no reasoning and that could be it but yeah through the film as a film viewer perspective it's almost kind of like i don't care about any of these dudes yeah i should because i love Kiefer, mm-hmm. i love emilio i love lou and at the time charlie sheen is like like how how recent is platoon like a year ago i think so from this, like i think so yeah. like he just did platoon either after this or right before this like 
Uh, it was like a year or two before this. Yeah, he's like this fucking guy. He did Wall Street the year before Young. Like he's, yeah. like, he's like the guy. He's a massive star. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously Kiefer's more of the, you know, I, I don't want to say teen beat kind of guy, but you know, he has less hits on his resume than Charlie Sheen did in the eighties. Mm-hmm. But these are huge people, and I should really give a shit about their performances. And I kind of like don't care during the entire movie. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's just, I mean, they have that one moment too where I think you're supposed to feel bad for them, which is the moment where after they get in that like second or third shootout, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, all your your power of the law is gone. Now you're." no longer on the side of law. You're going to be hunted by the law and Murphy's men and troops. And I was like, okay. I mean, yeah. we kind of knew that this was cap. I mean, surprised, honestly, at that point in the movie, I was like, I'm surprised it took you this long to revoke their badges. Like they've killed like f- five or six people up to this point. Right. Like they keep getting in these prevention, these purposeful shootouts because of Billy, the kid, instead of doing what the mandate was, he keeps like just shooting everybody. So, yeah. It, and then the, to a technical perspective, yeah, none of the movie like it looks like a western. I believe that it does look like a western. But even some of like the outfits, like the way that Kiefer looks, yeah, like the hair with the beard and like the long coat, it almost looks like we have. Hey, we have four hot young actors. We're gonna make it. Definitely them. is the vibe that I feel like they were going for. Yeah, like Emilio and Kiefer and Lou. Yeah, they're like, oh, we got we got some young bucks in here. We gotta we got show them off, make them look good. Starts, and we're gonna make them look. Like can make them look homeless, not like all these other fat fucks in this yeah. movie. And and these are all just surface level things, but when you come combine that with the fact that I think the script itself, just the dialogue is rough. I think the pacing of the movie, yeah, is kind of like, and maybe it's just me. You tell me how you feel. I feel like. Especially the act two, when like, oh, they God. start getting into all the shootouts, it's almost like this formula of we have a shootout, we run away, we have another shootout, we run away, yeah, we have another shootout, we run away, and like that's not necessarily bad to do, but you have to have. I think you need to have a little more character development in those things, yeah, and not just use sh- long shootouts to be like, okay, here's Billy the Kid, he's a he's a, a killer or something like that, which yeah, we know that already. He's Billy the Kid. We we already know that. Yeah, and to me, the the act two specifically, if you want to slice it that way, it's almost like you can just call, it could have been just a montage, <laughs> like yeah. you know what I mean? Like it was like so ineffective to me that by the time I got to the part where they kind of split up and you know we have injuries here, injuries there, I kind of yeah. like okay, we could just end the movie. I, I don't really give a fuck about the next shootout. Yeah. Because they're uninteresting shootouts, just a bunch of pow, 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 pow. Yeah, the shootouts were uninteresting. Their transport, their way to get to shootouts, like they had the whole peyote trip, and I was like yawning. I was like, this is not interesting. You just have a bunch of guys like freaking the fuck out. You got yeah. Billy Kid looking like he's fucking half nymph or something like that with like grass in his hat. Keith or Sutherland is talking about like butterflies, and I was like, what is going on right now? Like, what are we actually doing right now? 
1988, people were like, yo, yo, Rayoni? Oh, shit, dude, they got high as hell, boy. Bro, and they're cowboys. They got higher than a fucking kite, dude. These fucking talk about the spirit journey, dog. I wonder if, like, um, like, in 1988, like, our, our dads saw this movie in theaters and they were like, so I don't know. Sick. I'd have to ask my dad. I feel like he probably might have seen Young Guns. My dad definitely saw it. My dad definitely watched this and he probably was, I bet he was like stoked to see it for a second. And then like. And then it started? My, look, my dad is the kind of guy who's old for a young person. Like mm-hmm. he was like everyone in the 80s was listening to like hair metal and like yep. new wave and like Madonna and he's like nope I like Sammy Hagar I like Alice Cooper I like stuff from the when I was a I like stuff from when I was a kid like, yeah always that way I like John Wayne yeah I like Clint Eastwood and mm-hmm. that's why I want to watch Star Wars right yeah so. I think the fact the movie is called Young Guns would make my dad go, I don't want to see it. <laughs> but because it's a Western movie, I'll go see it, mm. right? But I had this feeling that he walked out of the theater and, and then threw the popcorn in the trash can and said, what a waste of money. But then it's a couple of years later, he sees Unforgiven. He's like, all right, we're good. All right, we're good now. Palette, the palate has been cleansed. <laughs> Clint Eastwood was cementing once again that he's the go to Western movies. I started them and I'm gonna end them. That's how good I am. We're done. We can't beat this. Yeah. Um, I, I wondered though, man, because like this this movie has like the making Young Guns has the makings of like a mm-hmm. fun Western like light. Because to me, it's not even Western. It's like Western aesthetic, but it's like trying to apply like yeah action action flick with a Western gloss over it is kind of how i like it's a chuck norris movie but with a western like filter over it almost yeah. and like i can see that it could work but just the way the pacing is and the way that they they do the, the action sequences interactions mm-hmm. i don't expect me to love chuck norris characters in missing in action or whatever movie i don't have to love them right but the character has to be cool intrinsically has to be cool yeah. the reason why steven seagal has a career it's not because his fight scenes are cool or because uh the movies are good or he's a good actor he had a career because certain people thought he was cool yeah you know what i mean like you don't have to think john claude van damme is cool he just is because he can do backflip kicks and spin he can do splits full splits and he can kick two guys at the same time in midair it's great but in younger, like Clint Eastwood, like you don't have to necessarily like Dirty Harry. Mm-hmm. But he's cool. He's intrinsically cool as a character, so you watch yeah. because he's cool doing cool stuff. In this movie, like everyone just seems so snotty. Mm-hmm. And that's the the young the young part about it. You know, what I mean, like they're like bratty little whimper snappers. I mean, it feels like that with Billy the Kid. Like Billy the Kid is very much like a fucking angsty teen brat for like sure. the whole movie. And again, going back to we keep saying this. And maybe that's the realistic part about it. I don't I mean, know. Possibly. Maybe that's part. Maybe that's the like the part that historian, whatever yeah. his name was, was talking about. He's like, oh, this is exactly like how Billy Kid was. He was a brat. Yeah, he was a piece of shit. He was a fucking asshole. Hell yeah. Yeah, you know, so he was killed. Yeah, he was. Just, terrible was person. It. Yeah. Well, uh, tangent real quick. Mm, hit it. Hit me with it. 
at work, I was talking to um, I work in schools, mm-hmm. and one of my students, uh, I teach ninth grade, so my kids are 15 years younger than me, mm-hmm. which means that it's I was 15 years ago. I was in their class. I was in their spot 15 years ago, right? Yeah. Because I'm somebody. And we were talking about Star Wars, and mm-hmm. I said, "Well, the original trilogy is obviously the best." Well, obviously. And they all they all said to me. The, that the prequel trilogy was the best. And what the fuck? Was what the and fuck? I, I, literally, I literally was like, you guys just don't, don't move. This. You guys are, you guys you are guys dumb. just don't have any idea about film. What are you talking about? You guys about? are just dumb. It There's blew no my mind. It blew my fucking mind, bro. Dude, can't do that shit. No. Everybody, I don't know how you can watch the original trilogy and then watch the new ones, or the prequels, I mean, and be like, this is better. I told him, I was like, guys, you don't look, guys, listen, like, I, the prequel movies were my, were meant for me. Yeah. I was, I was age. I was, I saw that movie. I saw Phantom Menace in theater, Washington, DC, going to Taco Bell, getting the fucking Darth Maul fucking toy from Taco Bell. Hell yeah. Getting the cup with the mountain. I got, I got, that was me. I was there. Hell yeah, dude. I remember getting that cup. That cup was sick. I was there, dude. I got the fucking promo items at the fucking movie theater. Standing in line with my dad, seeing the fucking forty-year-old virgins. That I got it. That was me. Movie still sucks. Yeah, it's terrible. Movie sucks. It's not good. It's not good. And I think Young Guns is that. This it's the Phantom Menace of Western movies. I think that people in the movie has has the has whatever ratings on online, which don't mean anything. But like. I think that people really dug this movie. I don't know, man. It's not that it doesn't got that good of a rating. Forty-two percent or something. Forty-two. I mean, the it's audience like, the audience score is good, which is weird. The audience score? Seventy-six. Too good. Too good for this movie. I think that's nostalgia review. Probably. Not like watching it through critical lens again. View. Yeah, I don't think you so. Know? I think that we need to do another Kiefer movie sometime soon to make up for this. I'm down. I'm always down for a Keither movie. I'm not saying you need to do one next week, but I'm saying like Flatliners. You ever see Flatliners? I don't think I have. Didn't they make a remake of that recently? Not the one where they like die and they like can see the future or some shit. Yeah, they're like doctors, like medical students, and like they yeah. like put themselves to death for for a moment and they can see like different stuff. Flatliners yeah. is Kevin Bacon. Great movie. I'm always down for Kevin Bacon. Kevin yeah, Bacon and Kiefer in the same movie? Hell yeah. Yeah, it's a great movie, but then again, this is from like, I watched it, I rewatched this movie a couple years ago and I still enjoyed it, but who knows? Maybe I actually don't enjoy it. Hmm. Um, we could do Renegades with Lou Diamond. Renegades? Okay. And Kiefer. Oh, it actually came out two, a year after Young Guns. Did it? Yeah. Because Young Guns 2 came out like two years after Young Guns. Yeah, it came out in 90. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff we could do, bro. Oh, mm. I didn't know Kiefer was in Twin Peaks. Is he? he was in, it says he was in Twin Peaks Firewalk With Me. I'll have to watch Firewalk With Me again. I don't remember where the fuck he was in that. Yo, did you ever watch the fucking Three Musketeers with fucking charlie sheen and Kiefer. And oh yeah Marvel? i did dude three musketeers hell yeah isn't um isn't that the one that also has um oh god who plays the cardinal tim curry yeah tim curry's in that hell yeah dude i fucking loved that movie when i was a kid 
I never even heard of this movie. You never heard of that? Oh shit, dude! I love that movie. We should watch yeah, that for we're sure. Doing that. We're doing that next week. I'd love to watch that movie. Hell yeah! I the only Three Musketeers I remember is like The Musketeer. The Musketeer. I don't think I, I ever watched like, The Musketeer. Like the two thousands. Huh. I know that there was that D'Artagnan movie or whatever that I think like Disney did or something. There's a movie like Search Up The Musketeer from like two thousand and two or some shit. Oh, Tim Roth. Oh hell yeah. What year is it? 2001? Yeah, 2001. That's the one my entire life. That's the one that I remember. I've never even heard of this movie. Charlie Sheen is Aramis. Keeper Sutherland is Athos. Yeah. Chris O'Donnell is D'Artagnan. Mm-hmm. Bro. This was, and that was right before, I think that was either right before or right after Batman. Right, right had to be after. I think. Batman was in the 90s. Yeah. Bro. All right, that's the plan. Telling you, dude. That's good shit. Oh, excuse me. I was wrong. Yeah, 93. I'm thinking, I'm still thinking about the movie that you just told me. That 2000, yeah. So this is after Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Before Batman. Yeah, we're going to do that. Oh, it is. It is before Batman. Shit. This must have been the role that got him Batman, baby. All right. For sure. For, For sure. That's, they, were, they saw him Musketeers. They were like, oh, yeah, give him Robin. He's not even on the poster, though. For which one? Oh, for the musketeer? Is he not? Oh, he is. He's the, he, has, he has hair in this. Yeah, yeah. No, he has hair in the movie, yeah. He and looks completely is, different. Right in the center is Kiefer, though. Hell yeah, dude. And they know. They know where their bread's buttered. All right. That's the plan. We're going to do that, then. The guy who plays Porthos is great, too. I love him. Gonna, next week, we're doing Three Musketeers. Hell yeah. I'm down. And then after that, we're doing Zorro. Hell <laughs> Yeah. Swashbuckling month. Have Watch we, a swashbuckling month. Have we done Zoro before? I feel like we've done Zoro before. I think we did too. So maybe we need to do Zoro too. The return of Zoro. The return of Zoro. Or we do Zoro from like 1950. Uh, maybe. Old Zoro. Possibly. I still want to watch that new Three Musketeers movie, man. That's coming out. Is there a new one coming out? The French, the actual French one, it's a two-part movie. It's like uh, one's about D'Artagnan, and then the other one is about um, Ava Green's in it, I think, and she's playing some other character. Oh, I love Ava Green. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, the only other Musketeers that I remember besides the Musketeers is Disney's The Three Musketeers with Mickey Mouse, Goofy, yeah. and Donald. That's good that's stuff. The one I remember too. Yeah. I don't remember who plays D'Artagnan in that. If I was going to watch that, I'd rather just watch the three. The three uh, the Three Caballeros. Oh, yeah, The Three Caballeros. Yeah. yeah. I was a kid, bro. I love The Three Caballeros. What's the What's the Steve Martin one? Um, Is it the same thing as live action, Three Caballeros? I don't remember. Because that's Chevy Chase and Steve Martin, right? I thought so. And then Martin Short? I think so. Oh, there's The Three Amigos. That's what it is. Three Amigos, okay. Yeah. All right, well, Zach, anything else about Young Guns before we we end the fucking pod? Mm, nah, you know, yes, I don't know. For me, it's this kind of thumbs down. I'm gonna be honest. So I agree, completely agree. Young Guns, 1988, for me is a thumbs down, and it should have been a thumbs up because you got you got a guy from Platoon, yeah, from Navy Seals. Yeah, you got a guy fresh off Platoon. You have Keith Sutherland in his best time of his life. Best time of his life that that, that Emilio Estevez about when he's about ready to reach his peak with the fucking Mighty Ducks, baby. Mighty Ducks, yep. Um, and then you get fucking Blue Diamond, and then you still really? fucking 
just get this kind of a letdown of a movie. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're listening to this, do yourself a favor. Watch the Three Caballeros instead. Yeah. Go watch a better Western. Yeah. Watch Stagecoach. There you go. When I watch Stagecoach, it's too old. All right, fine. We'll fucking go watch fucking... I like Westerns. What's your favorite Western? Django Unchained. Django Unchained. I love Westerns. What's your favorite Western? I like... What's the other one he did? Fucking... Shit, what's the one he was Oh, uh, The Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight? That's what I like. Oh, you like Westerns? What's your favorite Western? Magnificent Seven remake? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Not the remake. Oh, man. I, I love the remake of the Magnificent Seven. I love ripoffs of Japanese movies done with Americans. I mean, I like the original Magnificent Seven a lot. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather watch that than... Seven Samurai, personally. <laughs> I thought I don't enjoy Seven Samurai. Yeah. It's just that I fucking like Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, Cowboys, man. I prefer Cowboys. Well, different strokes for different folks, you know? Yeah. But uh, there is a brand of person, of movie mm-hmm. fan, that would say J.O. Unchained is their is – is Oh, there's definitely somebody who thinks that they're the best monster movie ever made is Django Unchained. What's your favorite um, – Chop Saki uh, martial art movie. I kill Mel. Kill Mel the family. Oh my god, kill yourself. Oh my gosh. Watch something else. <laughs> Alright guys. <laughs> that just makes me think about fucking what did I say about James Gunn? And the <laughs> James Gunn movies are like <laughs> Oh, they're like what was it? They're like pooping in class or something like, like that. Like big jokes and like stuff. Yeah. And Tarantino movies are just like, yeah, I whatever, Tarantino movies are just like fucking. Like I, 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 I can't even think of something. But <laughs> a fucking and a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, bunch of feet, feet shots. Lots of feet. Yeah. Margot Robbie's feet. Fucking yeah, Uma Thurman's feet. Lots of feet. Yeah. I remember I was rewatching um, What's Upon a Time in Hollywood a few a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And there's a shot where the hippie girl has her feet on the dashboard. I'm oh like, yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing right now? What are we doing this day? This is like some Dan Schneider shit. Go, go hang out with that motherfucker. Oh my god. Keep away uh, from the kids, please. Thanks for listening. See you back next week with more Check the Vending Machines as we review the Three Musketeers. Yeah, let's go. Oh.